0: Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, TV. We need guard with special care the anonymity of all AA members. In keeping with the 11th tradition, we respectfully request any member of the media who may be with us to please cooperate by using no last names or full-face pictures. For our announcements, I would like to say that uh, the hospitality room will be closed during all meetings, that there is...
1: Hi everybody, my name is Nancy and I'm a very grateful recovering Al Hi Nancy. It's a real pleasure for me today to be up here to introduce the Alatines. They're a very special part to me now. Um, although I haven't been a sponsor to the Alatines for very long, I don't feel like they have taught me a great deal about getting in touch with my own feelings. And if you've never been with the Alatines before, you're missing a, a big treat in your own program and your own growing because they will share with you and they will make you uh, get in touch with feelings that you had probably lost or, or had the senses to them get, become dull. We're going to begin with uh, D.C., who is one of our own Preston and and she's going to open the meeting with our preamble, and then I will go from there and introduce the rest of the speakers for you. D.
0: Hi, my name is Dee, and I'm a very grateful Al team from the Preston Owl Team Group. Hi, Dee. We welcome you to the second annual Texas Al Team meeting and hope you'll find in this fellowship the help and friendship we enjoy. We who live with the problem of alcoholism understand as perhaps few others can. We, too, were lonely and frustrated, but in Owl Team we discovered that no situation is really hopeless and that it is possible for us to find happiness whether the alcoholic is still drinking or not. We urge you to try our program. We make no promises but hope you'll find solutions to your problems. So much depends on your own attitudes. The family situation is bound to improve as we apply the Alateen ideas. Without spiritual help, living with an alcoholic is too much for most of us. We become irritable and unreasonable without knowing why. The Alateen group is based on the 12 suggested steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, which we try little by little, one day at a time, to apply to our lives along with our slogans and serenity prayer. The love and sharing among members and daily reading of Alateen and Al-Anon literature helps to bring us serenity. Like AA and Al-Anon, Alateen is an anonymous fellowship. Everything that is said here in the group meetings and member-to-member member must be held in confidence. Only in this way can we feel free to say what is in our minds and hearts, for this is how we help one another in Alateen.
1: Thank you, Dee. Our first Alateen is going to be Samantha W., who is one of our members of the Preston Alateen group. Um, Samantha was already an ALA team uh, before I became one of their sponsors. I remember when her parents first came into Al-Anon and AA, and uh, I have watched Samantha for the last couple of years, and it's really been a, a pleasure to see her try and work the program. She really tries to work her steps. I know she talks about them to other people, and I know she reads about them and tries to study them and work them to the best of her ability. And so I'm going to share with you with Samantha.
2: You. Uh, I'm Samantha. What's name? Hi, Samantha, and I'm from Preston, and I've been in the program a little over two years. And we're supposed to start with how it was. And how it was for me, I really can't remember all that much. I do remember a lot of the bad times. I don't remember too many of the good times, and for I don't okay um, some of the bad times that I can remember um, a lot of it I've kind of blocked out you could say but before I came in the program I didn't think of my dad as an alcoholic I knew that he was somebody that came home every night and the first thing he said was hello fix me a drink you know of course I fixed him a drink like he asked me to and. Then he'd usually fall asleep on the couch with it, watching television or something. And a lot of times he would, you know, it didn't really matter all that much. I remember a lot of times when I'd fix him a drink, my mom would be in the kitchen cooking dinner or something, and she'd say, you know, just put a little bit in. And my dad, before I go fix it, you know, he'd say, put about a half, you know, put about half scotch, and fill the rest with water, because he used to drink scotch and water all the time. And I did, sometimes I did what my mom said, and sometimes I did what my dad said. It just kind of depended. (laughs) Sometimes it just kind of depended what kind of mood my parents were in, I think. But uh, I remember about the last month before I came into the program, uh, my parents were separated. It was my sixth grade year in school. And it really didn't, you know. Really, I really didn't notice that something was gone. Uh, I noticed that the house was a lot quieter. My mom would come home from work and say, "You know, have you talked to your dad today?" Because a lot of times he called just to see how things were going. But before they split up, uh, I can remember nights that I'd wake up, and a lot of times it wouldn't wake up because I just couldn't sleep. And I'd, I'd wake up to my parents fighting. And sometimes I'd wake up, and they'd be screaming at the top of their lungs, and sometimes they'd just be talking. And I remember the last night before my parents came into the program, well, my mom had been to one meeting before, and she always told me and my sister that she was going to a PTO meeting. And, you know, that was great and everything. And then she stopped going, and, I, you know, it really didn't mean all that much to me because I didn't really know what was going on, because I didn't think of my dad as an alcoholic. And then one night, it was the night before he came into the program, we were at home, and my parents were separated, and they had been separated about a month. And my, pa- my dad came in, and Amanda and I were asleep at the time. And then, I can't remember exactly, but I think we were both sleeping in the same room, because I had a big double bed, and, and so we both slept in the same room a lot. And I woke up and I went to the hallway and Amanda followed me in, I think. I really can't remember. I do remember, though, is me and Amanda sitting in the corner of the hall and my dad sitting there telling us, you don't love me, I'm a mean man. And I knew it wasn't true. I knew he had his bad times and he had a bad temper a lot of times and sometimes he still does. It just kind of depends on the circumstance, I guess. And he... He said, "You know, you don't love me. I'm a mean man. You shouldn't love me if you do." And it really hurt me a lot because I did love my dad. And about a week later, I think it was, um, my parents, my, my, I was talking to my mom. Well, it was that. It was. They came in on a Sunday. It was the day before the reading anniversary. My dad. My mom sat me down on the couch and said, "Samantha, your dad's an alcoholic." And I really didn't know what that means. You know, I thought, you know, so he's an alcoholic, you know. I didn't know any different. And uh, we were talking about it, and I said, does Amanda know? She said, no, you know, I don't know if I'm going to tell her or not yet. And she didn't tell her, I think, for about a week or two. And then one night I was cooking dinner with my mom, and I said, Mom, is there anything I can do? Is there anything, you know, is there anything I can go to? Because they were gone almost every night. And I don't know really if Amanda knew it was going on or not, but I did. And I wanted to i wanted to be a part of it. And she said, yeah, I'll check into it. And so we went to our first meeting, or I went to my first meeting, and we were late. And I remember walking in and everybody's head turning around. And the only thing I remember about that first meeting was sitting in the back of the room or in the corner by myself kind of. And I didn't hear anything. I don't, all I remember is, is telling somebody about my school sweater that I had on she, she complimented me on it or something I said oh it's just a school sweater and uh, that's all I really remember about my first four or five meetings I really uh, don't remember hardly anything at all and uh, finally I started remembering a little more and a little more every time I went and My parent, my home life started getting better. Our family started getting closer together. And it was, things were getting better. And I've heard it said a lot of times that things get a little worse before they get better. And they got a little worse, but you know, it wasn't as bad as it was before. And I could, I could notice a difference. I could notice the change in our family. And my parents and I grew a lot closer. And that year, my first year in Allatine, we moved. And that was real hard for me because I had a lot of friends at my old school, and I had to change schools and a lot of things. And and it was real hard for me. And uh, I remember one night I was in bed. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I woke up. And we were in our new house already, and I woke up, and I started crying because I missed my new friend. I missed all my old friends, and I was so afraid that I'd get to this other school, and I wouldn't make any friends. Everybody would hate me. Let me tell you right now, if you go somewhere with the attitude everybody's going to hate me, they will. <laughs> They're going to hate you. Or they won't like you anyway too much. Um, so we talked a lot, and we stayed up. I, we talked for about an hour about it and everything, and we got er, things pretty much settled and, and talked about our new school. And that year, I remember I went to, my, I went to camp. And before, when I went to camp, I always cried, and I didn't know why. A lot, of, You know, a lot of times it says homesick, and I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking, you know, why did I cry when I went away? I mean, my home life is miserable. And, um, you know, because I, because my parents were always fighting. And one thing I noticed about my parents fighting, too, is right before we came into our program, before, they were one or two days. You know, maybe maybe they'd last an hour. Then right before we got into the program, they'd last two weeks. They wouldn't speak to each other for days. I remember I used to hate that because I used to always think that a mother and father were supposed to communicate and all this other stuff and that they were supposed to talk everything out. And even though they are, my parents didn't do that a whole lot. And if they were, they were yelling at each other. Anyway, um, so um, I went to camp. My last year, last year I went, I didn't cry. And I realize it now that maybe it was because before when I had left, I had been so miserable at home and so scared that something was going to happen that I, I just couldn't be happy when I was away. And that last year I went to camp, I had more fun than any other year. And I had alatine that year, and I feel maybe that that was the reason why that I was happier. That even when I was I was away from home, I was happier. And things got a little things got gradually better. And I went started school that year. And uh, like I said, I went with the attitude: God, nobody's gonna like me. Everybody's gonna just you know, ugh. they're gonna say, God, look at her. And everybody said that, God, look at her, you know. And I think I would have really had a hard time going through that if I wouldn't have had Alatine. Alatine meant, you know, it did so much for me that year. There was always somebody up there. If I had a problem, no matter what it was, I could go up to Alatine and I could pull somebody aside or I you know they just they could just detect that something was wrong with you and I could go up there and um, they'd say uh, you know they could either tell me what what I needed to do or what they thought you know their opinion on the situation or they could show me to somebody they could point my way to somebody who did know what I was going through and there was always somebody up there and I think that meant more to me than anything and so, my first year, you know was pretty good, and my second year and was pretty good. I really don't remember too much, but like the last two or three months um I wasn't working my program like I should have, and I could tell it myself once I started come back to my meetings I'd make some i could I could make up some excuses, and you know, like I got homework or I want to go to a football game or something it was kind of during football season, and I always had an excuse not to go to my meetings, and I never knew i never know what, quite why I did that, and I—I I just can't figure it out. But I know now that that when I don't work my program, things are gonna—they just aren't gonna work. Um, that's how much a program means to some people. My program is very important to me because of that, and I realized it just a couple of months ago because for a couple of months I was real good with my friends and I was real close to them and everything and I thought, you know, I never really thought well I don't need Allotine because I always knew that that I needed it somewhat but I never went anymore and finally I went went to to a meeting again and And I think I even planned not to go that night. I don't remember what my excuse was, but I wasn't going to go, and I ended up going anyway. And I realized what I had been doing. And for a while, like I said, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why I was making up these excuses. But God evidently meant it to be that way. I was drifting away from my program, and God wanted me to get back and to start working my program again. And for me, in order to do that, I had to, I had to get away from it for a few days or for a month or however long it takes somebody. And then when I went back, I realized that I really needed my program, and I found a lot of friends up there. And I've gone to conferences. I went to the Plano Mini Conference in, in August and to the TAC before that, and I grew closer to my meeting to my LL team program and to the people in it. And that really meant a lot to me. And I think more than anything in the world right now, if somebody took away my LL team, they take away my world. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Samantha. Our next speaker is Bill L. from the Richardson Group. I suppose I really got to know Bill... Last spring when I went to my first TAC conference, and if you don't know what TAC is, that's the Texas Alatine Conference It comes once a year. Most of the kids are getting real excited today about that. It's coming up in a, about another month and a half. Um, Bill was, was special to me that weekend because I was feeling lots of frustration, uh, not necessarily with the kids, but just with my own self. And... Uh, he was just there. I don't even know if he was aware of it, but just being there and and uh, giving of himself a little bit helped me get my own self calmed down. And later on, Samantha mentioned the Plano mini-conference that we have in the Metroplex. Um, Bill pitched right in with the cooking this, this last August. If you need a good cook, you can get in touch with Bill later on because uh, he is very good and very handy in the kitchen. And I'm going to turn it over now to Bill and let him share with
3: you.
4: Thank you. Um, I am Bill I'm from Richardson Group. Hi. Hi. Uh, if you need to cook. Just don't ask if you want spaghetti. I'm just. <laughs> but uh, I've been in the uh, program for about off and on for about four years, a little over four years. Um, let's see uh, how it was before. Um, like Smith, I. I really I blocked out a lot of it. It was kind of a defense mechanism to me uh, because I you know, I loved my father so much, you know, and I I couldn't stand what what I had seen, you know, him getting upset and all this, you know. And uh, I mean, uh, I just remember a few instances, intent whatever. But I only mean, you know a few examples, but I remember. He'd come home, you know, and I, he'd ask me for a beer or something and i I used to pour it out in the sink you know and add about half water and uh he didn't he didn't like that too much and uh so so I used to just you know hand him the beer after a while, and then i used to i used to think i had it made my mind that if I really asked him really nice, you know and kept at it that he would stop you know. And uh, well, that didn't work very well either. Um, I I remember uh, arguing with him. You know, I was pretty stubborn. I remember arguing with him a lot, and then I, you know, I stopped. And uh, like I said before, I I don't remember a whole lot. I and the one that that really gets me, uh, that bothers me sometimes, because I think about it, you know, I not only. Blocked out the the bad times. I blocked out the good times too. And uh for a long time, and I'm still, you know, I'm still doing it right now. I'm trying to get in touch with my feelings. And uh I went after my father just went the program. I went into Alateens and I really did it for a combination of reasons. I didn't do it for me at all. I did it for my mother and for my for my father, you know. And I went in. And when I first started going in, the first meeting I ever went to, my sister was there. And me and my sister just don't get along. Um, you know, I... I... I have not tried my hardest, you know. It's just...
3: <laughs>
4: I have... Uh, I let my sister push my buttons quite a few times. You know, and I, but, you know through the grace of Alatine, I haven't hit her in a long time, you know. <laughs> but uh, um, anyway, after a few meetings my sister stopped going, you know. And because I mean it was really bad we were always correcting each other, you know. I didn't talk that much anyway, but I I loved to sit there and needle her, you know, while she was talking, but uh after she left I started, you know, I really wanted attention, you know, because I really didn't love myself, you know, and I wanted, I wanted acceptance and attention, and I used to make up big old stories, you know, and I look at them now, and I just say to myself, oh, you big dummy, you know, I can't believe I did that, but, because, you know, but now I, I've seen few people that, that are, there's one person that's been in the, at our group, he's, comes off and on, as long as I have, and, uh, I mean he's was, he's was just still doing that but you know I think I'm I'm one of the few people that can really understand you know what he's going through because I I did it you know I did it for so long and uh let's see boy I'm nervous <laughs> um this is the second time I've ever spoken uh first time was in a group meeting there was about 50 people you know and uh I was wasn't this nervous, but um, I was pretty nervous. Uh, (laughs) um, Anyway, let's see. And I I started when I was in the program. um, Let me see. I I I started to start working the slogans first, and uh, they helped me a lot because I had a bad temper. Yeah, I mean I. I, anything would trigger it. I'd just get upset over anything. And uh, I remember uh, a summer. I didn't go for the whole summer at Alatine, And then I just started work working. And uh, I work as a cook at a restaurant. And I was cooking. And this one waitress made this... this I mean, it was just a stupid mistake. All she did was, was uh, circle the wrong thing to cook, you know. And I just got all upset, you know. Started, I, I mean, I was about to throw dishes, you know. And then I had the dish in my hand and I held it and I looked at it, you know. And I just said to myself, you need help. And I started going to Alateen back again. And then I started going to Preston. And uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm a pretty shy person. Um, and it's, you know for this for the program, you know either one a anon and Alateen, you need to have a close person that you can talk to you know and uh i've I've talked to a few people you know, but that's one thing I really need to work on and uh i uh I really don't know i i I did get a little bit out, but i didn't get you know as much as I should have and for the first two years I really didn't really didn't know where I was where I was going, you know. Um I used to get a lot out of TAC. Yeah, there was a lot of pretty girls there too, but um anyway. Uh that tack is like a surroundings that, that I could really get into. It's a weekend, you know, of conference and it's a real nice area. And it takes me a long time to you know to uh be able to talk to a person you know just to get one person, and each tech i've gone to i've been able to get be close to one person you know, and I've been able to talk some things through you know and i've been able to uh talk a few things through to my sponsors you know I need to work on that too and uh let's see um one thing uh that Alatine has really helped me on is my temper uh, I was talking about it before. Um, like I said before my me and my sister don't get along and uh, right now I, I can let, my sister can push my buttons you know and I could sit there do nothing you know or laugh at her or whatever you know and uh, I mean you know s- someday I, I've not been able to go up to my sister and say that I love her you know but uh, I'll work on that <laughs> but um, I mean, it's... I, I'm able to to think before I react, you know. And that's that's very important to me. And uh, I have uh, not been too successful at working the steps. But uh, I'm working on three right now. I'm trying to get in touch with my higher power. and And I, you know, I don't know. Some days, you know, I... I I could get up in the morning and say thank you, God, and then some days I get up in the morning and say, you know, there's nobody out there, you know.
3: And, uh.
4: Whew. Let's see. Um. Um. Let's
3: see.
4: Boy, this is not easy. Um. I, uh. I'm, uh. Trying to set goals for myself right now, and uh, I I have a psychology class in in school, and uh, if if anybody's going to high school or college or anything, I suggest take just take psychology because it's it's really interesting and it helps you get it helps you realize you know what other people are going through, and that's another thing, big thing that Alatine has helped me do, and that's to put myself. And uh, another person's shoes, you know. And, uh, I mean, that helps me at school and at work, especially at work now because uh, I'm uh, starting to be a junior manager. And uh, when you have some of the employees sitting there, you know, and they're <laughs> cussing you out, you know, you have to have patience. <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> you know, I I'd, I'd just love to go, you know, buy your fired, you know. But then who's going to work, you know? I'm just going to be running all over the place. But, you know, I, I try to put myself in the other... and the person in the other, uh, you know, put myself in his shoes. And it works pretty well, you know? And uh, I have... Right now I have a great deal of patience. A lot more than I did before. And uh, I have... Uh, use the slogans a lot you know at first i used to use easy does it as an escape you know i used to have a test at school you know and and it was a big old exam and i wouldn't even study for it and i go you know don't get all upset easy does it you know (laughs) well i did make straight a's um, uh, but you know now i can i can uh you know when I'm I'm just doing ten things at once, you know, and and usually when I do two things at once I mess up. Um, I just have to sit back, you know, take a few deep breaths, you know, and say, you just take it easy, you know, just relax and sort things out, you know, and then I'll try to use first thing first, or before that I'll try to use think and uh, um the most is special thing about Alatine is of course the people. Um I met a lot of people and uh I have a I have a lot of good memories. And uh one thing about Alatine is an an Al anon AA. I can walk into an Al Anon room or an A room, you know open meeting of course, and uh feel comfortable. I mean I I, I mean I get uptight pretty easily you know walking to places that I don't know of or um, whatever and, and you know first day at school I get pretty nervous but I, I don't get nervous and uh, I mean I feel a welcome you know I feel like these I, I can just just feel you know this kind of a atmosphere you know just telling me you know welcome you know and uh, that's that's really special to me and, uh, I'm, I am, a quote, unquote, an adult now. <laughs> At least that's what they tell me. Um, I just turned 18, and, uh, I'm, in a few years, I'll be going to an Al-Anon. So, all you ladies, watch out. <laughs> um, but,
3: um,
4: is there any water down
3: here? <coughs> <coughs> anyway,
4: um, and uh, I'm getting a little cold feet. I have to admit that. I've I've gone to a few Al-Anon meetings, and they're not bad, you know. <laughs> but um, the uh, one thing that. Uh, about the Al-Anons is of course the, you know the kind of whenever I hear an Al-Anon speak they I can relate to my mother more and more and uh, when I first came in I really thought it was you know my mother that, that made my father you know drink because I'd always I'd always sorry about that I always heard um, I've always you know I always heard my father yelling you know and my mother wouldn't say anything you know and I just thought that she just got her, she just got him all upset, you know? and uh, of course when I came in, yeah, you know, I realized that he just an alcoholic use any excuse. But anyway, and lately I've been able to respect past year. I've been able to respect and love my mother very much, and uh, whenever somebody will come up to me and tell me meet my mother and say she's a really special lady and I'll say, Yeah, she really is. And that's something I couldn't do before. Um, one thing that, that really got me sidetracked when I was an out teen was when my parents separated. And uh my uh I remember my father, I was sitting in the kitchen, in the uh, kitchen table and I remember him telling me, you know, that, that my my mother and my father, my mother and him were going to be separated, you know, but they weren't going to get a divorce because my mother was Catholic, but, and, uh, I remember him telling me, you know, in a sense, you know, do you accept me, you know, and it was, I hugged him, you know, like I accepted him, but it was too much for me to handle, like, I mean, I just couldn't sort it out and say, I love you, dad, you know. And that really messed me up because I, I kept saying to myself, "Why don't you love him? Why don't you love him?" You know. And uh, I had to uh, realize that I had a resentment against my father. And just just now, you know, I still have I still have problems just talking with him, you know. But just just lately, you know, I called him, you know, and I was talking to him, and I I said. Dad, I love you. And I meant it. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, a real beginning. But, I don't know if, uh, any al or As, you know, are planning to get divorces or separations, you know. Just my opinion, of course. I would just say, give your kids a little time, you know. But, uh, Boy, I know my 15 minutes are up. (laughs) Um, So uh, I'll just thank you for letting me speak, and uh, thank you.
1: Thank you, Bill. That was very good. I've always felt like, since I've worked with the Allatines that if you don't want to hear the truth, then maybe you shouldn't be with them. Um, I also teach school, and I hear a lot of honesty, especially from first graders now. And uh, kids do tell it the way it is, and they do tell it from their own feelings, a lot better than we so-called mature adults. Our next speaker is Shelby V. from Duncanville, and uh, I, I don't know Shelby real well, and I think it's mainly because of distance. Duncanville's just not as close to me as Preston or, to Preston or as Richardson group is or, or some of the other groups. But um, when I was first talking to Shelby, I, I was laughing at myself because I was giving him my motherly wisdom. <laughs> and I laughed because I said, really, I don't know why I'm even telling you these things. You've been around a lot longer than I've ever been around Allenon, Al-Anon. And uh, I know that his family has been in BAA, Al-Anon, and program for many, many years. Um... I have not had the pleasure to hear Shelby tell his story, so I am anxious to, to listen to him and, and let him share with us. So I will turn it over to Shelby now.
5: My name is Shelby, and I'm a very grateful team from Duncanville. And you're supposed to tell it the way it was and the way it is and all the in-between, but I don't know what the way it was because my dad has got 24 years in the program. And... <laughs> So, you know, I was born into the program. and But I've been around AA all of my life. And I've seen AAs go, and I've seen them come, and I've seen all the in-between parts of it. And I've been on 12-step calls, and so I know what it's about. And, you know, the teens it first started with us. My dad came in. Uh, we just moved to Greenville. And he said, I want you all to start an teen group. He was talking to my brothers and I and my sister. And, you know, we kind of looked at him and we said, well, what's an Alateen group? He said, "Uh, shoot, I don't know, just start one, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So about three or four months, you know, we just went up there on Monday night and it was a joke session. And that's because it was my brothers and I and my sister and there was two or three other people. And, you know, we didn't know what the heck we were supposed to do. And and we heard of uh, Texas Alatine Convention. And I didn't get to go because I was too young. I was just a little bitty old kid then but my brothers and my sister went and they came back and you know they started acting like you know it was a lot better and they got down to some real serious meetings and you know they started getting involved in the alateen and i stopped dropped out because i was too young i didn't really enjoy it and i didn't understand it and then uh, about 75 we moved to duncanville and my brother and i was walking home from school and this girl that was in the alateen group in gravel uh she had a tax sticker on the back of her car and my brother and i saw that thing and we got to talking to a friend of ours and he got to talking to her because he was a friend of hers and also she uh was in the group that we helped start in greenville and all of a sudden her mom got to talking to my mom and my dad and that's how mainly the way duncanville group got started and from there you know it started going uphill for me and you know i didn't know what i was supposed to do or how i was supposed to act or anything in 76, I went to my first TAC, and it was great. <laughs> and I've been to five TACs since then. But in 77, you know, I, I was doing pretty good about that time. And in 77, I got elected to be on the TAC board and for, to help plan for TAC and everything. And I was real excited about that, and I was on that for about two years. And then I, uh, my term expired or whatever, and, you know, I went on to other things. But about 79, I think it was, you know, stuff started happening in my family, and I started dropping out of teen and out of church, and, you know, I, everything was going wrong. My brother was burned, and, you know, I why should this happen? You know, God shouldn't do that kind of stuff. And then, you know, we sold our business, and about May, my brother got killed. And, you know, I, shoot, I had a negative attitude about everything. Why should I do anything about something? And so, you know, I... Wouldn't think anything except for, you know, I'm very belligerent. I'd fight just for the fun of it, and plenty of people know about that. Cause, but after my brother got killed, you know, I got to looking, and I, I said, you know, it did isn't worth fighting after what I saw happened to him. And so I started settling my temper down. And then about November of 79, we got real active, my brothers and I, got real active in church in the royal ambassador program in our church and I started working with about seven year old boys and so you know they started making me think of what I was like whenever I was seven years old and I started working with them and telling them they shouldn't do that because I know exactly what it's like and in last February I got elected onto the Dallas Baptist Association staff and I was real excited about that and you know so I started everything started happening good for me again and I'm real active in church now, and, you know, there couldn't be anything better right now. My, our, we're getting our business started back up again. And right now I got elected on to the second year of, of the staff that I'm on. And, you know, that's about all I've got right now because, you know, I, but thank you.
1: You wanted to give us plenty of time, didn't you? Huh? You wanted
3: to give us plenty of time,
1: didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. um, I didn't tell you beforehand, but we had planned on opening this meeting up now. Um, for anybody that might not be familiar with Alateen or have any questions, um, somebody behind me will be more than willing to answer any of your questions I know. Um, and I'm going to open the floor up to anybody who would like to ask questions about Alateen or one of the kids if you want to. If not, I may call on somebody. Anyway. What age
3: does it take? What
5: well, the allotene age is 12 to 19, but uh, some groups, you know, they let them in at 10 years old. And Like my brother, he's almost 21 years old, and he's still going to our group, groups. So. We can't kick him out. <laughs> he's part of the family. But mainly it's from about 12 to 19 for the main age.
1: Some groups do have preteen groups, which begin about seven to twelve, or seven to eleven, and seven to twelve, and they can go on into team to get them started. Anybody? Yes. Where is the TAC convention held? Um, as of last year's um, TAC convention, this gets complicated. We. Um, Alatine has grown so large in Texas, they have divided it into two groups, and there's one called East Texas Alatine Conference and uh, West Texas Alatine Conference. So this year will be the first year they will have a division in the state. Um, The West Texas Conference will be held in Brownwood, and the East Texas Conference will be held at Lake Highlands in Austin. Austin. Uh, If you have, oh, okay, it's going to be this year... The West Texas Alanon Conference, which is the one that the Dallas Metroplex area is, is in, and I'm more familiar with it, um, will be the weekend of April 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, if you have an team group, you should have received some pre-registration information by now, and it should have been returned. And if you haven't, um, either see myself after the meeting or... Uh, a lady up here at the front named Becky will be more than happy to help you answer questions. She's probably better at this than I am on, on TAC. The East Texas um, Al-Anon Conference, uh, excuse me, Alatine Conference, I'm not sure of the date. Is there someone who can help me with that the one? Week after the week after Easter. Okay, Easter weekend is what, 17th, 18th, and 19th of April, so the weekend after that will be when they're holding the East Texas Conference. Um. As far as invitation, any Alateen group is, is eligible and welcomed. And, and if your group has not been to a TAT conference, they really are missing out on a great opportunity for themselves. I might add, too, with the conferences, um, the kids do need sponsors to help them. In order to go, they have to have at least one sponsor, one adult sponsor for every ten young people. And uh, sometimes it's hard for the sponsors to, uh, in my case this year, get to go. And uh, the uh, I'm going to miss it this year. But uh, it's um, if there's any other adults in the Al-Anon group that, that would be willing, I think it would behoove the groups to work with their Alateens and, and offer their support and their assistance in, in uh, helping the kids to get to the conferences. They always need transportation and they always need um, adults to chaperone them and it is a lot of fun. It's not It's not all work, it's a lot of play too, for the adults too. Fantastic.
3: Wow. Anybody
1: else?
3: Okay. Diane? Can I ask this directly to Billy? Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, Billy, how did the program help your relationship with your sister?
3: Um well of course I stopped getting fights with her. But uh, can I start <laughs> Oh gosh, no, uh <laughs> I uh, I
4: stopped getting fights with her, yeah. And uh I um me and my sister have have become closer in a sense that um she knows that like, uh, my sister used to, what really used to get me mad at my sister and used to get us in fights is that whenever she'd be depressed, she'd take it out on me, and she'd start cutting me down, you know, looking at my faults, you know. And I'd get real upset because most of them were true, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but now I'll just say, you know, one thing I love to say, and and it stops her coldly, is, is you might be right, you know. And, uh... It's just... It's just a total shock, you know? (laughs) And, uh... She just goes on and she doesn't know what to say. My sister's one of those people that... They can just cut you up, you know, ten paces with her tongue, you know? And, uh... That's... You know, and I... I know it's, it's... I've got a long way to go. But not getting in fights is a big step for me. And... Um, I can I can talk to her sometimes, you know. But uh yeah, it's fine. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to ask you the alligator
1: uh all children of four and alcoholic powers needed alligator apply. Even after surviving. Did you hear the
3: question? No, yeah, no, uh, she
1: wants to know if you think all children born into an alcoholic home need Alateen and even after sobriety takes place in the home, if they still need to attend Alateen meetings?
3: Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Group consensus is yes. Someone want to.
5: They need it for the simple reason that, you know, even though your dad or your mom is sober, you know, you're always going to have a problem of some sort, and Alateen sure does help a lot. And, you know, I know that from personal experience because my dad doesn't drink anymore. And I've never seen him drink, so I don't know what he, it's like. But I, I use the program in a lot of other ways. So, you know, I answer that question, yes. Um, even though your parents still
0: are sober in the program, I heard someone say that even though the wounds may heal, the scars run deep. So, yes.
1: Now, let's see any hands up out there. You must have. There's one. Yes.
3: I don't have a question, but I would like to say that I grew up going to AA because we didn't have Algon Valentine. And my daddy had 31 years of writing when he died for before this month. And I wrote to AA meetings. And by going to AA open AA meetings with him and my mother, I realized that alcoholism is a disease. And my husband is an alcoholic, and he now has four years of rehab.
1: And going to AA as a child, it made me know that it is a disease, and I think that's what saves my life. Thank you very much. There's a need for it, and I know that in some areas it's it's difficult to get to get the adults, the Al-Anons, to support the teenagers. Um, I can't make an impassioned plea strong enough that it is our responsibility, um, after all, we are their parents, uh, to support these kids and help them have their meetings and their programs. And it doesn't have to take up all of your time. The kids will do the programs. They will run their own meetings, and they will govern themselves. They really ask that you just give them support and you be there because they can't have meetings without Alan on at the meeting. And we've found that it's, it's just almost vital for us at Preston to have a, a recovering alcoholic with us in our meetings. Um, I know for myself it has been tremendous help having an alcoholic attend the al meetings with us. We gain so much. I, I'm so naive at times and can allow myself to be calm so easily, and we get kids that are really, really troubled. And the the sober alcoholic can really come in and help the al and give you the support you need. So the the kids need both the the AA and the Al-Anon with them.